Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Experience the unconventional, Evening, the unpredictable, What's and the completely unorthodox exactly. with rule free Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On talk radio. It's going to be some show, guys. It's Mike Love from the Beach Boys with Hanson. It's the pairing we've been waiting for our whole goddamn lives. He's saying dumb down. Doing an Indian accent. You can't do that anymore, Mike Love. Ah, he, who cares? He's old school. Busy show tonight, dear listener. And uh, we, I, I know we've fallen down the Celebrity Big Brother rabbit hole. It really is um, coming... Pace, I stand by what I say yesterday, that Hardy was wrong to say it was Roxy's responsibility to tell someone not to touch her. That You know, the guys, you shouldn't touch girls! But this whole thing between... And if you're not watching Celebrity Big Brother, this will mean nout to you, right? But the whole thing between Roxy, who I believe was in Emmerdale, and Ryan, who was in Coronation Street, who she is accused of assaulting her, um, and he's been given a warning... Uh, well, if if you believe anything you read online, and let's be honest, somewhere between naught um, um, and one hundred percent of everything written online is actually true. She's got previous. A lot of people are calling her out, saying she did this with me. She said I assaulted her in a job. At least three men have said that, mm-hmm. and several other people have said uh, at last she's being seen. I've worked with her, and it's it's good to see her behaviour is being shown on several TV. Several other people, including women. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, busy old show tonight. We're off to Scotland straight after the show, so we kind of got that holiday vibe. Um, and we'll have a laugh, but we might do a little bit of heavy stuff as well. And the first thing I want to talk about, I got a tweet today. Now, normally when I get tweets from people saying, hey, this would be a really good story. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I'm busy. I'm a busy man. I've got sofas now. I need to have a doze on them. Um, but I got this tweet from Holly Brooks. Uh, Holly Ann with an E-B on Twitter. Um... And uh, I just, it, it just something struck me. Something struck me. It's like, hmm, this, uh, if this is true, then this is, this ain't great. So um, we had a little chat and Holly should be, if I click this button here. Hello, Holly. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, lovely? I'm, I'm all right. Thank you very much indeed. Um, do you want to tell us what happened? Yeah. Go God, on. It's been a bit crazy. Um very she's been on BBC. Story. She's been on BBC Radio Essex today. That's how crazy it's been. Oh, nice. All over the airwaves. She don't mind. <laughs> go on. What <laughs> happened? Go Sorry. anywhere with anyone. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Um, yeah. So yesterday, um, so I'm in a wheelchair. Got meningitis earlier this summer. Life pretty much sucks, but we'll deal with that. Yeah. Um, I got on a Greater Anglia train yesterday, going from Norwich to Colchester. Um, and the catering cars and all of the catering equipment, I'm talking bottles of water and everything, were completely taken out my disabled passenger space. So Greater Anglia completely valued a 
serving tea to people in first class over their well, disabled users. They do pay a lot of money. Now, listen, I, um, I've i got experience with wheelchairs and we'll, we'll kind of maybe compare notes in a bit, but I've not been on a train with someone in a wheelchair. So what is, how is the wheelchair space normally laid out? What have you got? So um, I can only speak for Greater Anglia trains okay, that the yeah. ones I've been on, but they put you in first class, which isn't too bad on a lot of trains because uh, that's where they're two. And can I point out they only have two disabled uh, spaces. So... Wow. God forbid three people out of the hundreds of passengers on the train would want to travel on them. Imagine if, like, disabled people were friends with other disabled people and, I don't know, they wanted a day out or something. Shame no, on them. not allowed. That's outrageous. So there's only two spaces. What is this? Where seats have been removed? Yeah, essentially. So there's more than enough space to comfortably get a wheelchair in there. Right. Um, and the one that um, I want to use was the one that ended up having the, all the trolleys and the space. And that has a normal seat um, opposite it where a companion can sit. So in my case, it was my boyfriend. I have uh, really can't bad say, you travel can't, Holly, Holly, you can't yeah. say the word normal. Um, I don't know if you know that. You, you, you can't say that. It's outrageous. Sorry, so you wanted to sit um, uh, opposite your boyfriend. I wanted to sit opposite my boyfriend. I didn't want to talk about the weather. Uh, Just wanted to have him there to comfort me to, you know, because I have really bad anxiety when I'm travelling anyway. Um, Well, also, also, you get get on a train. You you get on a train, you want to sit, you know, and it's not, you want to sit with the person that you're travelling with. That's not a ridiculous request. No, completely. Um, And it's perfectly normal, especially when you're in a wheelchair and need a hand, you know getting things, you know. I need them normally to just go and get me a coffee, but, you know, it's not laziness, it's life in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, but no, they were completely blocked off by uh, two catering trolleys, uh, a load of paper bags to store their stuff in, and the space I was allocated, I was... Um, had my back to the window, facing the other window, which is really dangerous Ooh, if there was a crash. No. So I couldn't even... Couldn't turn my wheelchair around to get it into the safe position because there were so many boxes of bottled water behind my feet. Um, it was a nightmare, and right. they, their Hang apologies on. even worse. We'll get to the apology. Oh, don't you worry. We'll get, we've got plenty mm-hmm. of time for this, Holly. We'll get to the apology, and we'll get to the emails they have sent us because they're great. Oh. Um, so, okay, so nor so I mean, I can't. I have to face the front if I'm on a train, otherwise I get travel sick. So normally, let's get just just so I've got this clear in my head. Normally, you would be sat in a space, and would you be facing the direction of travel, or would you, you know, would you be facing the length of the train? Or... Yeah, you're facing the length of the train. Okay. You're not facing side ways for complete you know okay and, and you're you're the the, the if you were traveling with um, an able-bodied person they would generally be sat in the seat opposite you and you'd yeah. have what like a little table between you yeah a little table okay. maybe a phone charger if you're lucky so okay so why so one of the disabled the other disabled space had this trolley and I'll, I'll tweet the picture again in a second because i've tweeted it a couple of times so it had this the, the, the trolley that's what about five foot four five foot tall full of I can see cups and coffee and crisps and bananas and things like that. So why couldn't you in the second disabled space face the direction you'd normally face? Uh, Because they piled boxes of uh, crisps and boxes of bottled water and everything like that. Basically along the length of that space, there was only room for me to get my wheelchair in um, kind of sideways, essentially. I couldn't turn it around. So they blocked off that space completely as well. For me, that, I mean, the whole situation is stinky. But that's the really stinky bit, that you're kind of just being wedged in. <laughs> you, yeah, you, second thought. You're being wedged in. Um, so when you, how, how does it work? When you get on the train, I'm guessing 
that a guard or someone has to come and maybe put a little ramp down or help you up or something? Yeah, so, I mean, this is also a thing that bugs me. When you're a disabled passenger, you have to book well in advance. Yeah. So if I woke up tomorrow morning and just wanted to jump on a train, you know, to go into London and see friends, couldn't do that because mm. it all has to be pre-booked. But when you do, you get to the station, make yourself known, and they've got a ramp hopefully waiting for you. There have been situations where there hasn't been a ramp waiting for me. Um, and they wheel you up onto there and pop you into, you know, your disabled space. How far um, in advance do you have to book it? I think the website says 12 hours. By phone, it's 24 hours. But the, the earlier you do it, the better, okay. because, you know, I've had experiences where I've had to double-check they've actually done it. Okay, so you get you get um, you, you get wheeled in, um, uh, 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 and then you saw what the seating arrangement was. Did you say anything to the guard? So my boyfriend was the one who realised at first kind of what was going on, and the woman on the platform had said, "Oh, we've got the catering trolleys in your space. I'm really sorry, I'm getting the staff member to move it." Um, we got on, and uh, you know, my boyfriend was saying, "Why why can't you move this stuff? Why can't Holly sit you know opposite me?" Um, and the member of staff on board said, when Coach H, which is the normal catering car and um, a normal catering carriage is out of order, which it was, we have to use the disabled space basically to serve coffee and tea and everything else. Um, and he kept reiterating that it was policy that they could not be moved. Uh, so he kept saying to us, we cannot move these trolleys. There's nowhere else to put them. Um, and what are you supposed to say to that? You know, I needed to get that train. I needed to be home for a certain time. What What was I supposed to do? Be left stranded in, in Norwich of all places? Um, okay. I've just retweeted the picture if people want to go and have a look at um, what you're forced to say. I'm laughing because it's just it's just ridiculous. It's just it's just not it's just obviously not fair. Obvious. Have you seen the picture? Haven't you? Kath? Yeah. Um, okay. Go on. What are you going to say? No, I've got this statement here and I'm listening to you and wishing oh. that they'd have come on rather than told me off for um, the unusual approach. <laughs> we'll get to the statement unusual and then we'll get approach, to the, well, we'll get to the second the second email where they tell Kath off for the way she, Well, she's you go into it directly. Right. So you took you, you or your boyfriend took a picture. Yeah. Um, and then what you tweeted it. Yeah, tweeted it just because I couldn't believe it and um tagged a couple of people in it who really kind of backed me and supported me. So the amazing uh, Tanya Lee Davis, who's the American comedian who's had trouble with trains all across the country. Um, a account called Agony Alti, whose real name Sarah, who's autistic and in a mobility scooter, who's also had problems. And uh, Tanya Lee Davis as well, who's just been so supportive to my problems in the past. Right. Um, and it went crazy, rightly so, because I yeah. think people don't realise the... Um, the struggle that happens as a person in a wheelchair, and I've only be, I haven't been in my wheelchair long. You know, said I got meningitis in uh, June this year, so I went from somebody who commuted on Greater Anglia trains every day into work in London to being somebody who's just had their eyes completely opened by what a disaster it is. I'm going to retweet. I've just seen you've got a video there as well, so I'm just going to retweet that because you get a little slightly better sense of of, of perspective. Um, okay, and so of course you tweeted. Uh, uh, greater Anglian trains. Yeah. They're, they're, and, and a lot, I see that quite a few people tweeted them as well to say, come on, guys, this, this, surely this must be a mistake. You, you're better than this. Um, and they've tweeted a very similar reply to a lot of people, haven't they? Yeah, they've copy and pasted a reply which implies that it's my fault for feeling upset and actually not their wrongdoing whatsoever. 
I'm trying to let me just find their tweets. Hang on, Greater Anglian PR is the mm-hmm. uh, is is the one, and I'd, I'd say PR disaster. Oh, absolutely! I'm a journalist myself, and I worked in PR, um, and I was dismayed, and I still am actually at their approach to the whole thing. Um, so I think if anyone wants to pitch for the Greater Anglia account out there, then yeah, uh, now's probably the time. It's um, it's it's a, a, a you're right. Copy and paste. So here's one. Hi Charlie, we're sorry Holly was upset. There are two wheelchair spaces on that carriage. If there had been two wheelchair users on board, we would have moved the trolleys to make sure they both got spaces. We're working hard to improve rail travel for people with disabilities. Um, uh, here we go. And the next one. Hi, we work with a range of disabled stakeholders to try to improve rail travel for people with disabilities. This is the Greater Anglia PR um, d- 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 Twitter. Uh, as we want to all our customers' journeys to be good. Holly had a wheelchair space and help on and off the train, but we're really sorry she was upset by her experience. Shall we go? So I then tweeted them, you know, and I waited. I know you've got a blue tick, but my blue tick's bigger <laughs> than yours. It right? is. So I waded in with my blue tick uh, to, to Greater Anglia and Greater Anglia PR and said, come on, guys, Holly's coming on the show tonight. Um, do, do, do you want to say anything about this? Absolutely nothing, right? And then we came into work. We got into work about eight o'clock mm-hmm. and Kath opened up her work emails, which she only checks when she's at work. And you had an email from then, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, sent at three o'clock. Go on. Um, I understand you produce Ian Lee's show. He's just tweeted this to us and I'd like to talk to you about this story. Um, and then she goes into some detail uh, and I'm not going to read it out because she reiterates it in the final draft of the statement. Uh, so I responded. Um, Would you so like she to- basically just says the same thing that we've just read. Is that right? Kind of. Um, and I just said, I've only just got this. Uh, Holly's going to be talking to Ian on tonight's show at 10. Would you like to join us or shall I read your email to her? And then I get an email back. And you're a journalist, Holly. Something we love is being told how to do our jobs. So <laughs> here's what she says. Um, I've just seen Ian's tweet. It's usually producers who speak to us to arrange interviews, either by phone or email, rather than by Twitter, which is why we haven't responded to his tweet. I'll send you a statement to use in the show. No one's available for interview. Uh, and here's the thing. They would have had to have done a little bit of digging around. To find me. To find that you were yeah. my producer and then find your... I don't even know your work email. No. Also, it's 2018 and this is happening now and um, it would be nice to speak to someone. Um, um, so I have a statement. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, let's have a statement. If we must. This okay. is going to be a good one. Uh, as promised, here's our comment. Just to reiterate, wheelchair users always take priority in circumstances like this. Holly had her own designated wheelchair space, but if another wheelchair user had boarded, the trolleys would have been moved to accommodate them. Okay. So they had somewhere to put the trolleys, is what they're saying. I should okay. have. So here we go. A Greater Anglia spokesperson said, they didn't, they typed it after telling me off. We are sorry to hear Holly was disappointed with her journey yesterday. Holly had booked assisted travel at Norwich Station and staff helped her on and off the train. She had a disabled seat in first class. Several members of staff checked that she had enough room and was comfortable. Is that? Did you have several members of staff check that you were comfortable? No, I did not have several members of staff. When we first got on, I'm talking within like the first 30 seconds, my boyfriend, um, one of them had said to her, is everything okay? Um, and he said, well, no, it's not ideal at all. And there was no response. I, I'm going to put it out there, Greater Anglia, completely lying through their teeth. And all I want is for them to own up and say, we screwed up, we're sorry, we're going to look into this yeah. and look at how we treat our disabled users. But instead, they have this absolute... 
absolute backward approach yeah. to PR. And, you know, the way they've spoken to you guys is disgusting. It is It is pretty lousy. Before, we, before I, I double down on the lying thing, they've said in there, just say, several members of staff several, yeah. checked that she yeah. was comfortable. How many members of staff spoke to you about whether you were comfortable or not? Um, one, which was a woman who was right. actually really understanding on the platform who got the right. ramp. OK, well, then that is that is a lie, then, if that's what they're okay. saying. That's, OK, carry on. Let's go to the next bit. OK. The train had a static trolley service instead of a cafe bar. The static trolley was located across the aisle from Holly's seat in an unused disabled seat. Had this area been needed during the journey, our staff would have moved the trolleys. Here's the next bit. We want all of our customers to have a good experience when travelling with us. Mm. We've recently taken a group of passengers with different needs to Switzerland, wow. where they gave their input on our new trains, <laughs> which are due to be introduced from next year. Job done then, hey? Brilliant. Well, I don't know why I didn't go right to Switzerland. <laughs> go on then, what do you reckon? What do you reckon to that, Holly? Um, what do I reckon to that? First off, um, I've had several experiences with Great Anglia over the past, um, actually August in general. Uh, so they don't put disabled passengers first. I've had, you know, like I said, at least three experiences, and this has been by far the worst so far. Um, I do, I just like I said, I cannot understand why they can't own up and just say, sorry, um, we completely messed up. And I'm just flabbergasted that their PR continues to deny and actually continues to say, we're sorry Holly feels upset. They're not sorry. They're sorry that I feel a certain way. Yeah. Do you know what? I no longer feel upset. I feel angry and I feel actually really sorry for them. Whoever's not only running their PR, but people from the top all the way to the bottom who associate themselves yeah. with this company who have no regard, no respect, and don't seem to want to educate themselves or train themselves on how to treat disabled people like humans. Here's the thing. How much of a difference would it have made if we'd have had, let's say, Steve from Greater Anglian PR, who we could go to now, who came on and said, Holly, we messed up, we screwed up, we're really sorry. Look, we'd love to meet up and have a chat and you can tell us how we can improve things and we'll, you know, some of it we can do, some of it we won't be able to do because of the infrastructure, but we, we made a... Wouldn't, wouldn't that go a long way? Absolutely, and when I was on BBC Essex earlier, um, they did have somebody on and they did say, oh. you know, we sent you an email to invite you to meet with us, which they did send... Um, it was actually not them, it was somebody else who works in the council, I think. Right. And they did send that kind of uh, quite late yesterday, and they almost like the tone on the on the in, on the phone was like, "Why haven't you responded to this?" And I'm thinking, "Excuse me, you're the last people that I want to speak to directly. I have to also be looking after my mental health right now because the whole thing is extremely stressful." Um, and I, this is the thing: it's not just me, and I'm getting hundreds and hundreds yeah. of messages from people who've experienced this are not just going to Anglia, but trained yeah. all across the oh, UK. Well, my, listen, my mum's in a wheelchair, right? And I, I, I've taken her around. I've taken her around New York in the wheelchair. I've taken her around London. I've taken her, you know, small trips and big trips. And we had a big thing on here about when I was trying to book a seat for a cinema. And, you know, so I, it, it, no one knows how difficult it is to get around in a wheelchair or with someone who's in a wheelchair until you've done it. Everything that able-bodied people take for granted, everything, booking a cinema seat, in London, going on the tube, mm -hmm. you know, getting on a bus, everything is infinitely more difficult, sometimes completely impossible, you know. Um, and uh, listen, uh, Greater Anglia, and we're going to make sure they listen to this because we're going to put this bit out as a special podcast, Holly. Thank you. Uh, it will go out on Monday. And we'll tweet it and we will tweet it at them. And I urge everybody who is listening to this to tweet this to Greater Anglia PR. And they're very welcome to come on next week and have a chat. 
And they're welcome get, now if they're listening. Yeah, they'll get a fair crack of the whip. I promise they will get a fair crack of the whip. But I've got to say this. The, 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 the story about the way you've treated one of your paying customers... Uh, your emails to us and your decision not to come on, it's shitty. It's really shitty. It, it stinks to high heaven. You should be on here apologising, doffing your cap. And it, I just, you know, as someone who travels with someone who needs a wheelchair, I just find the way that our um, uh, wheelchair users... And we've got a lot listening to this show in wheelchairs. They're calling, you know, the way that, that this country and these big companies treat people who need just a little bit more assistance or a little bit more space. It's disgusting. It's disgusting that there's only two wheelchair spaces on an entire train. It's disgusting. You've got to book it up in advance that you can't just rock up and go, yeah, I've got a wheelchair. Could you help me get on? It's disgusting that you're wedged in facing sideways but imagine if, if you turned up Kath for a seat and they said we've got your seat but we're gonna have to put these bottles on your lap and down by your feet and you're gonna have to sit sideways it's gonna be a bit cramped is that all right of course it's not all right of course it's not all right Holly as a human being I apologize because humanity has got it wrong and we are we're looking after the wrong people but you know what I'm so thankful that like me you're using your voice to put this out there oh god because yes. like i said i you know three months ago i was completely able-bodied i was just going from kind of my job to the pub to hanging out with my boyfriend and all my friends and everything like that not a care in the world about any of this and then now my whole world's changed uh because of an illness and you just see it for what it is and i won't lie i've gone three months kind of with this illness and they struggle and it, you know, it hurts knowing that I'm going to have to face this time and time and time again before anything even comes anywhere near to changing. Um, what's the outlook, Holly? So you got meningitis. I had viral meningitis. Uh, got sepsis as well. Oh, thought yeah. it was a cold. I was at work and thought I had really bad hay fever. Uh, went out to a gig that night and uh, danced the night away and had a beer and everything. And uh, two days later, yeah, sepsis and meningitis. Um, I have to, unfortunately, use the train again on Wednesday uh, to, and the following week after as well to go into hospital for neurology appointments in London. Uh, so the greater Anglia have got any, any brains, you'll be being wheeled on on a golden ramp. Uh, they will be, or they'll be holding you aloft and offering you... <laughs> for, uh, and what is... Uh, are you... Uh, I'm going to ask a dumb question. Are you going to get better? Yeah, the outlook's really good. So okay. what they don't exactly know what's gone wrong, so it's my left leg that basically doesn't work and kind of refuses to listen to the messages from my brain to walk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm undergoing some physio. Uh, the NHS have been just brilliant with it all. Okay. Um, and I know we kind of were talking about travel and stuff and travel was a huge part of my life before and still is. Um, I took a trip with Eurostar in July. So yeah. this was all booked before I got ill. And me and my boyfriend decided to go for it. Eurostar were flawless. I bet they were, yeah. They were incredible in how they handled me in my wheelchair and made me just feel like an absolute queen and gave me extra wine, which, you know, is always a bonus. Come on, guys. What is this? That's, that, that is, um, that is um, inverted bigotry. That, is, that should not <laughs> what? be... That is that is not should not be happening. She's getting extra wine because she's disabled. That doesn't <laughs> uh, make sense. It was sense. a late night Eurostar. My boyfriend, who's able bodied, got offered it as well. All right, in that case, fine. <laughs> uh, right, Holly. Listen, what we're going to do is on Monday. This will be up as a podcast. Uh, I'll tweet you. Um, we'll 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 get as many people as we can to tweet this to Greater Anglia PR. Greater Anglia PR. If you're listening, well, perhaps I should contact them since they don't um, okay, respond to Twitter it. at you all because it's not twenty eighteen. Honestly, guys, you would be very very welcome on uh, the show next week. You will. Um, you'll get a fair crack of the whip 
you'll be given plenty of time to, to explain this this mistake. It, this must be a mistake. And you'll be given plenty of time to put your hands up and explain this mistake and how you're going to make it up to Holly and also how you're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again for any other uh, people unfortunate enough to, to need wheelchairs so that they don't have to, to, to go through this because it really makes Greater Anglia look a little bit stinky at the moment. Holly, listen, thank you so much for getting in touch. You're welcome. Um, and uh, we will we'll speak next week. And Let's if you hear it. any more, drop, you've got my, your DM in me, so just send me a little message. Will do. Nice one, Holly. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Ta-ta. Um, thank you. What a nice lady. Well, I'm really, really interested. Lucy, stay there, because Lucy's called in, and I, I, I tweeted Lucy. And I'll tell you why. Listen, we're going to mess around tonight. Oh, I was, said I was going to mess around with Holly, and I forgot to. Sorry. You just did the serious <laughs> bit. Um, we, we'll have a laugh tonight as well. Don't worry, because I know some of you are going, oh, my God, it's going all serious. But it just it struck a note, a chord with me. Just because of the situations I've been in with my mum, and I've had to kind of kick up a stink every now and then. Um, and I, when I tweeted this, I kind of tweeted as well, has anybody else had experiences like this? And the, the number of people who got in touch, who, the, the horrific things that had been said to them or said supposedly out of earshot about them or tweeted to them, or, or it's incredible. It's incredible. And Lucy's one of the kind people who, who told me just the most horrific thing. Um, if you have been in that situation, either as yourself or maybe you have been uh, uh, with someone in a wheelchair and um, you face something like Holly did or something different or just people being assholes, give us a call because I, I think it's important because it, it for, for a start, I'm never going to be a black man. I'm never going to be... A gay man. I could be a man in a wheelchair at some point. You know, it's something that could happen to all of us. It could happen to all of us on the way home tonight. It, it, it's a really important thing. Um, and I don't think that we as a society are aware enough of the, uh, uh, the bigotry and the discrimination and the hatred, the hatred that some people get just because they're in a wheelchair or just because their arms are a bit short or just because they look a little bit the hatred they get it's incredible if you want to share any of those stories tonight you'd be very welcome to i'd also get it if you didn't want to share them because you're a bit embarrassed or ashamed of what was said or you just want to feel that's cool man and, and, and we'll still mess around but 0344 499 1000 lucy stay there you will uh you'll be the next person on this is talk radio Talk Radio. Talk and entertainment across the nation. Talk Radio. Give it some lift. Hello, I'm Jamie East. Now, as well as being on Talk Radio every afternoon between 1 and 4pm, I've just started a brand new podcast that I wanted to tell you about. It's called Talk Film. We've got interviews with the big stars like Martin Freeman, Tandy Newton, Josh Brolin, loads of them. And also all of the reviews of the week's big releases. There's a new episode every Thursday, available through Apple Podcasts and your favourite podcast app. Just search for Talk Film and give it a whirl. If you like it, please hit that subscribe button. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000. Lucy, I'm sorry I kept you waiting for ages. It's okay. And I know know that you were very nervous and anxious about calling, so I (laughs) I apologise for that. Now, you're one of the people that tweeted me. um, Yeah. And you gave me an example. I'm guessing you've had a few examples of something... That was was said to you. Do you want to do you want to tell us what happened? 
Yeah, quite a few. So I, I've been in a wheelchair. Well, I, I, they discovered I was in a wheelchair since I was about two, three, sort of toddling age. Yeah. And I wasn't toddling. So I've, I've sort of grown up with this, sadly, for quite a long time. And um, it actually happened. It's always when I'm on my own. It's never when I'm with people. Right. And uh, my mum had gone to have a haircut and I was wandering around town just doing a bit of shopping while I was waiting for her. And this wouldn't have bothered me if, if 10 minutes before, a guy, I was, I was carrying loads of shopping bags, and this guy approached me and said, let me help you. And I thought he was going to try to help me with the bags. Yeah. I was like, no, no, it's fine, I can manage. I can, it looks like I was struggling, but I was fine. And he went, no, no, and put his hands on my legs and said, uh, Jesus has forgiven you, oh. I can heal you. Oh. And, and I just went, can you get your hands off me? And he went, what? I said, can you get your hands off me? Oh. And he's just sort of looking at me. He took his hands away from me. And so I thought, I'm going to leave the shopping centre so he can't follow me. Hang on a minute. And so were you, were you in the wheelchair then? Yeah. Right. And where did, he, where did he touch you? My legs. Which part of your my, legs? My thighs. And he said, Jesus well, was... has forgiven you? Yeah, because they all think we're murderers, you see. Those wacky people. Um, well, you, we're not. We're quite nice people, really. Well, exactly, and also trying to escape in a wheelchair from a murder scene—that's going to be, yeah, it's going yeah, to be tricky. Be <laughs> tricky. Yeah. Jesus has forgiven you. That is yeah, outrageous. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that that was that, and I just thought I'll just I'll just go. I'll just move away. So I I sort of went away, and as I was going away, there was a man and a woman. I don't know how old he was, like late fifties, early sixties, something like that. And as I walked past him, I was rushing to get out. Yeah. And as I walked past him, he went um, to his wife, turned to his wife, and muttered under his breath, oh, look at that, don't you think somebody should have put her out of a misery and shot her? <gasps> and I just kept going and going, and I thought, no, do you know what, I'm not going to. So I turned back round. Yes! Back. Yes! I, <laughs> I don't know where I got this from, Ian. It was just like... Ugh. Rage. And I just I turned back round, and I went... Do you realise I've, I've, I've just heard everything you said? And he just kind of looked at me as I was smirking and I said, you what, love? And I said, I've realised, you know, I've heard everything you've just said. And he said, oh, I don't care, kind of thing. I was smirking at me, which made me even more angry because I was like, you, you, you people, just, people don't say that. And um, I said, what part of me looks like, oh, you know, I take pride in my appearance, I dye my hair and I put my face on, I don't wear jogger bottoms out of the house and all this kind of stuff. And I said, well, what, what, what part of me looks like I've given up? And he didn't say anything. I turned to his wife and I said, what on earth have you, did you do in a former life to end up with somebody like that? <laughs> um, then I rang my mum nearly in tears uh, and said, can you come and meet me in box of and went and sat by the Percy Pigs tent move. <laughs> Sorry, did you say you went and sat by the Percy Pigs? It's the best place to sit. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that my mum would take pity on me and buy me a bag of Percy Pigs. <laughs> how old, Lucy, how, uh, how old were you when that happened? Uh, probably, uh, it's quite recent, probably about 26, 27. Okay. I'm 31 now, so. Oh, 30, okay. Yeah. I just, I yeah, just cannot get, I, I feel like, listen, I know I have no reason to, but I feel like I want to say sorry on behalf of, of all decent, normal, and say normal, I mean, people who aren't bigoted, you know, yeah. decent people, because 
That is outrageous. It's not my generation that I have the problem with. It's people of an older generation who, you know, think we should have been smothered at birth and things like that. You just think that is horrendous. I mean, like, I have grown up in a wheelchair. Well, I'm not, you know, grown up sort of disabled, so I've never known any different. So I don't tend to notice people staring or gawping anymore. But when I'm with my friends, if I go out with my friends, they're like, why, why are they staring at you? <laughs> why, why, I mean, my friends have had people, like, people behind bars and pubs say, uh, should, you really, should your friend really be drinking in that condition? And my friend sort of says, she's not pregnant, she's disabled. <laughs> and if I don't go back with a pipe, she'll bite me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, so he's very, like, good hearing about it. But you just think, I mean, and I'm quite open and honest about my disability. I'll, I'll sort of ask any, answer any question that anybody has got, because I've heard all the stupid questions in the book. Mm. Um, Actually, one of the, one of this is going to be a weird sentence, but one of the good things about my mum being in a wheelchair, she's got MS, and yeah. she's got it really bad, yeah. and she lives um, in a care home now. Uh-huh. And one of the good things about that is my boys, ever since they were babies, have been taken regularly to an environment where there are lots of people who have uh, different degrees and different depths I don't know, yeah. of, you know, varying physical disabilities, some, from, some mm-hmm. from quite mild to some to very, very extreme. And so yeah. my boys are completely used to it. You know, they exactly. are completely used to it. You, they, you know, sometimes there might be a new resident who is, you know, whose body is contorted in a new way and they might have a little yeah. look, but yeah, they're yeah. cool with it. They're not, they're not scared by it. They're not... They know that some people are ill or have been in an accident or, or something has happened in their life that uh-huh. means they, 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 they can't do things that other people can do and perhaps yeah. they can do slight, slightly different things. Yeah. Um, and it's I interesting mean, I, you I, say it's a generational thing as well. Yeah, I once had a little boy who was about six or seven. I was in the supermarket, sort of minded my own business, and he was looking at me and I sort of smiled at him and waved at him. And instead of coming over and, like, making a big thing about, oh, why are you in a wheelchair? He just said, hello, I've got this new game that my mummy's bought me and was talking to me about this game. And, he was, and then he just sort of went, why are you in a wheelchair? Brilliant. So I told, you know, yeah. and that was, I, I, that was the first time that had happened. And I was like, that is brilliant. That is you know, great. I, I once heard a little girl, I walked past a woman and a little girl, and the little girl said, wow, mummy, is she a transformer? I was like, no, but that is, that is cool. <laughs> I'm having that. <laughs> I'm having that one. Um, how, okay. d- d- how often would you? S- I'm, I'm assuming that the you know the, the the healing laying on of healing hands and the yeah, you should have yeah. been smothered shot at birth or whatever that yeah. happening close together was that th- they're quite extreme ones. Yeah, they are very extreme. They don't really happen. They used to probably when I was growing up a little bit, probably right. a little bit more that where you get the staring and the co- my mum would get the comments like you know she should have been smothered and all that kind of thing. It used yeah. to really upset my mum because, of What's course, it would, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, but it's, so it's not really... It's re- but it's always when I'm on my own. It's never when I'm with people. It's always if I go out on my own or, you know, if somebody's gone away from me, that somebody will... will and I often say to them, if I'm out, I can spot a weirdo from a mile off. <laughs> so I... If I hey, hang on, see, hang on, Lucy. You shouldn't be judging. Don't call them weirdos. Come on now. <laughs> You know, inclusive. they're not a little bit weird, aren't they, really, <laughs> no, to be fair. They're not all there. But, um, yeah, I can spot a wheel. So if I'm with my friends or whatever, I go, can you just look like you're talking to me, please? <laughs> deep, in, deep in conversation, because then they won't come anywhere near. But if they look like, oh, I can go and speak to her. Yeah, you know why? They will. Because to them, 
uh, you know, you can't hear because of that wheelchair. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Completely. That. I'm completely sick. Don't yeah. understand anything. It's the does she take know. sugar thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. oh the I mean, number I... of times I've been out with my mum, Lucy, in a shop. But we went, I remember, I remember uh, um, and this is when she was able to kind of talk and answer for herself much better than she can now. She can now to a certain extent, but yeah, this yeah. was years ago. And um, took, took to the optician and I said, I've just brought my mum in because she wants to get some glasses. And I, so I started mm-hmm. just looking around and then the, the optician said, sorry, what type of glasses does she want? And I said, well, yeah. I, haven't got, oh. I haven't got a clue. She's there. Why don't you ask her? I'm going to exactly. go in the shop next door. And I walked out because I knew mum could handle Good. her situation. I walked out. And it yeah. is that, that strange thing. Um, Lucy, uh, you know, uh, people suck. And I'm re- uh, as a human being, I- I'm sorry that you have to it's endure stuff right. like that. Ian, for every weirdo there is out there who's a bit of a knobhead, I, <laughs> I, um, I uh, you know, I know there are plenty of people out there who are really kind and inspiring. And, you know, Twitter, my Twitter feed nine times out of ten is majority is very supportive yeah, so good. you know i'm just i'm just starting out a new venture i'm going to have a youtube channel oh no well. you mentioned this when has this started yeah. yet so uh well i i was uh, today was my last day at work i was made redundant today oh um so I, i've left my job and i literally cannot put up with people not really giving me a fair shake of a stick when I go for interviews and stuff. Yeah, so I've decided to sort of become a bit of a vlogger. Oh. I think I'm a little bit too old, but we'll give it a go. Um, so I've got a little like um, GoPro that I've attached. I'm going to attach to my wheelchair <laughs> so you get a bird's eye view of what it's like to Brilliant. be in the chair. Brilliant. You get, yeah, you get people's sort of um, reactions without them really knowing. But, you know, there's a and, and, and have you there. started posting any videos yet, or is that coming? Oh, I will, yeah, the next sort of week or two, I'm going to look right. at. It's, when it's one. when it's up and running, tweet me the link yeah. and we'll retweet it. And I tell you what, why don't we give it a month or so, three or four weeks, so you've got a bit yeah. of stuff go up there, and then come yeah. back on and we'll chat about what you've got and what you found out, and we'll give it a plug. That'll be great. I'm called the Four Wheeled Wonder Woman. The so. Four Wheeled <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yes, they are. All right. Hey, listen, Lucy. I know you're a bit anxious about coming on, but thank you very much. And listen, no if, you, if you're up to it, we'll 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 speak again in a month or yeah, so. Yeah, definitely. All right. Cheers, Still. my dears. Ta-ta. Okay. Bye bye. Um, what a nice lady. What nice people. What nice people these people in wheelchairs seem to be. Who'd have thought? I'd want them sat in separate carriages on trains. They disgust me. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio.